Welcome to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond, Episode 63, Life Lessons in JROTC, with Commander Sergeant Major Retired, Kenneth Petty. Knowledge shared is knowledge gained. We got to get back to communicating with one another, talking, sharing. Hey, what do you do? What worked for you? Hey, this worked for me. This is how I did it. It might work for you. Then again, it might not. But then you may come up with a better way of doing it. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Yoli Tamu. As we celebrate our veterans this year, we want to continue to highlight the many benefits of considering a career in the military. In today's episode, Commander Sergeant Major Retired Kenneth Petty of Delville High School in Delville, Alabama, joins us to share how he inspires his Army JROTC students to think critically about the world around them and their role in it. With a passion to educate, he shares how his determination to become a senior drill sergeant influenced his way of teaching his students to become whatever they choose to be. Enjoy. Veterans Day is quickly approaching, and we're excited to bring back our series honoring distinguished veterans. Today, we have Commander Sergeant Retired Kenneth Petty of Delville High School in Delville, Alabama, representing the Army. How you doing, Commander Sergeant? Hey, how you doing? How you doing? Glad to be here. <laughs> oh, I'm so glad to have you. Can I call you Kenneth? What would you prefer? Yes, Kenneth. Okay. <laughs> I wanted to make sure I asked you. Such a pleasure to have you. So during this Veterans Week, we just love to honor and acknowledge the branches because we serve college students that are either freshmen transitioning into college for the first time and they're trying to get their get their legs together and figure out where they are. And then we have those graduates heading out. And so I just thought when it comes to transitioning, it would be great to hear from you about students that are just transitioning in all different ways. And so as they come to you at Delville High School, I wanted to know what motivated you, number one, to even join and be a part of the JROTC and serve these students. What made you decide to do that? Okay. Yes. Well, I retired in January 2018 and I took a year off to just relax and get my thoughts together. And the entire time I'm like telling my wife that you know, hey, I, I think I want to do education, something in education, because I wanted to be closer to my youngest son, okay? Mm-hmm. And, you know, I had a lot of my associates, okay, telling me that, hey, man, since you did it, you got a medical retirement, because I retired because my back was messed up, that you can't do uh, GRTC. Mm-hmm. And I let that negativity sit in for a year, so to say. Mm-hmm. So one Sunday, and I wasn't even feeling like going to church this Sunday, but one Sunday I went to church, me and my wife and my son, and the pastor, me and the pastor was talking, and the pastor's wife walked up to me and said, Brother Petty, you got a purpose. You have purpose in life. And I said, well, thank you, pastor. You know, I appreciate that, Pastor Black. Mm-hmm. And she said, your purpose is in education. I've never shared that with her, never shared that with my past. I just said, I don't know what I want to do. I'm probably going to get more, help out more in the church and stuff like that. But when she said that, that really like, well, one, I really believe she was a prophet. 
Okay. Uh, yeah. Let's just get that out the way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I never shared that with her. And I was driving home and I was talking to my wife about it. You know, I said, you know what? I'm going to just submit my JRTC packet because I wanted to be a JRTC instructor. I'm going to just submit my packet to Cadet Command and let the chips fall where they fall. Mm-hmm. I submitted my packet on Sunday, Sunday evening. I got a phone call Monday around about 4.30 in the afternoon asking me, can I come to Delville, Alabama for an interview? Mm. And that's where my career took off as a JRTC instructor. Wow. And just built that quick. You know, I wasn't even expecting to get a phone call like that. But they called me that Monday. I went in. I set the interview up for Thursday. And I went down there Thursday, met with retired Colonel Teresa Townsend and the principal, Mr. Josh Robertson. We did about a 30-minute interview. And I was told on the spot, hey, you're the guy for the job. We want you. And I've loved it ever since. Wow. (laughs) That's incredible. And, you know, we've had Colonel Teresa Townsend on this podcast, so I'm so glad to have you. Yes. Awesome. Awesome person to work with. Yes, she is. My (laughs) cousin. Love her. Now, tell us about your ranking, Commander Sergeant. What exactly did you do or, or do you still work in some capacity? Well, no, as a retired Command Sergeant Major. That's the rank I retired at. So, of course, if you get a job doing JRTC, you get the rank that you retire at because we are paid by Cadet Command. Mm-hmm. Cadet Command pays like 50% of our salary, and then the school pays the other 50%. Mm-hmm. So, Cadet Command has what they call a military instructional pay, MIP. And basically, what that is, is you make what you made when you was on active duty. Okay, so when I was on active duty, I was a command sergeant major making this much. So my MIP is exactly what I made when I was on active duty. Now, the school can either pay me at that grade or they can pay you more. Mm-hmm. So it's up to the school. But you're paid at the highest grade you have or your, no, I'm sorry, at your retirement rank. Mm-hmm. So my retirement rank was command sergeant major. God, that's the last job I had in the Army. Okay. Now, as, as a sergeant, I know you talked about you were promoted multiple times as an E-8, I think you mentioned. Is that correct? As a drill sergeant? Yes. Tell us about that responsibility. Oh, <laughs> drill sergeant is, that was the best time my three years in the military. I served 28 years in the Army. Mm-hmm. That was the best three years. Okay, from day one, there's two things I wanted. I wanted to be a drill sergeant and I wanted to be a command sergeant major. You know, as a medic, you know, we don't get selected for drill sergeant that often. So I was applying for drill sergeant school when I was at Fort Bend in Georgia, where home of one of the drill sergeant schools. We got three schools, one in Fort Bend in Georgia, one in Fort Jackson, and one in Leonardwood. So since I was already at Fort Benning, I was going up to the school talking to people, talking to the instructor, talking to other drill sergeants. Hey, what I need to do to build drill sergeant? And the Army sent me to Fort Lewis. Okay, so I had to put my drill sergeant on hold at the time I was at E6. So then I went to Fort Lewis. Two years later, I got promoted to E7. So then I went to Korea, and I did like six months into Korea because you only do Korea one year. 
So six months into it, I went to see my colonel at the, who's retired now, General Volpe. But Colonel Volpe, and I said, sir, I, I want to be a drill sergeant, and I just need a letter of recommendation from you. So Colonel Volpe sat me down, and he asked me, why would you want to ruin your life? Mm. He didn't say ruin my military career. Mm-hmm. He said ruin my life. Mm. He said, you can make one mistake as a drill sergeant, and that could cost you your life. You know, because we deal with all number of trainees. Mm-hmm. So I told him, I said, sir, I, I understand. I, I hear you, but I was not taking no for an answer. I knew I don't care what I had to do. I didn't care how long the school was. I wanted to be a drill sergeant. You had a passion. I wanted it. Mm-hmm. So Colonel Volpe said, Sergeant Petty, come back and see me tomorrow morning. So I left, came back the next day, and Colonel Volpe wrote me a three-page letter recommendation. Three pages. And the Sergeant Major gave me one page. And I believe I got selected based off what General Volpe had to say about me. Mm, and cool. I went to be a senior drill sergeant. Loved it. <laughs> I'm, I'm, look, I'm sure those skills are beneficial dealing with these yeah. high schoolers nowadays. Now as, a, now, as a senior drill sergeant, now let me tell you, I had 13 drill sergeants with 13 different personalities. Mm. Okay. And every day for three years, we had about 400 and probably about 420 students. Mm-hmm. 420 every day. Wow. Uh, I had like eight different MOSs. So every day I had a handful of kids. You know, our thought process was, you come to me as an empty glass, I'm going to fill it. Mm. We're going to fill it with what you need to know to be successful in the military. And that's what we did, me and my dress sergeant. We did that for three years. Loved it. That's cool. That was the best job I ever had. <laughs> Man, I was going to ask you. So as a drill sergeant, it was pretty easy to, to discipline, would you say, the students? I mean, how were you able to inspire them to just stay focused in your program? Well, sometimes, you know, I had to separate myself from the drill sergeant. Mm-hmm. They had a drill sergeant. I was the senior drill sergeant. So, you know, there was time where, you know, when the kids come back, you know, because I had the AIT students, all right, the phase. So we had them doing college. And mind you, now, in San Antonio, you got a large city. Kids get on the weekend, go get in all kind of trouble. So you got to keep these kids focused, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I used to, you know, a lot of times I go sit with them doing study hall. Mm. You know, I said, how you doing the test? Well, seeing drill sergeant, I failed. I said, how you fail? Well, I said, was you sleeping in class? Was you not paying attention? I said, did you ask your battle buddies for help? And then I always tell them, three heads is better than one head. Mm. If all y'all sit here and study together, you know, you may know a little something more than they might know. Or you may know something a little more than she know. Mm-hmm. You know, and I try to relate to the kids that way. And then I used to sit down and talk to them. I used to say, hey. What's your favorite color? And mm. they used to look at me like, huh? What's your favorite color? Yeah. My favorite color is black. 
Mm. What's your favorite color? You know, nice haircut, you know. And, you know, I just, I try to talk to them. Yeah. But then there was a time when I had the discipline, too. Mm-hmm. You know, so there was drill sergeant Petty, senior drill sergeant Petty, and then there was senior drill sergeant Petty. So when I put my hat on and, you know, I said, hey, why are you doing this or turn the barracks up or like in the morning? You know, we had to get them up for PT. Well, they like me and you. We don't like getting up in the morning, right? Right, right. Especially <laughs> to do some PT, <laughs> right? Yes. So a couple more, I had to get up and flip them out the bed, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. And they're like, what, what, what? Nothing, senior drill, sir, nothing. Mm-hmm. Get down, sir, get ready for PT. You know, you had to, sometimes I had to bring them back to reality. And so you're a man, so, so and a male. So it probably works very easy for you. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I have a problem with it. Yeah. You know, I tell people my voice can go three levels. Yeah. I can talk nice and calm. I can talk before you can hear me. And then I can talk to get your attention. <laughs> I love it. Love it. So now tell me this, because there's so much going on. As you know, we got COVID. We got, you know, kids coming back to school from, from leaving home. And I'm just wondering, what are some topics? What is, what's, what's on the minds of your students? What are you guys talking about right now? Well, my class, we did an essay. I had them write an essay on America. Mm-hmm. Where do we go from here? Mm. And they can, you know, I gave them like, hey, you can write about COVID. You can write about where you stand with politics, like Republicans versus Democrats. You can write, should teachers be paid more? Does that impact your education? And one of my favorite was, should the police department be defunded? Mm. No. Yeah. And racism in America. Mm-hmm. You know, dealing with how do black males feel in America, growing up in America. So there's a lot of things that me personally, I think we need to clean up. Matter of fact, today, one kid was reading his, his essay about, well, I think we ought to take the funding away from the police. So, you know, I, I let them finish, okay? So then I say, okay, so you're going to take the funding away from the police, okay? Now, what if somebody coming in to rob your parents? Right. Who are you calling? Right. You're not calling the police because you don't defund it. If they're not getting paid, they ain't coming, they ain't serving, mm. okay? Mm-hmm. So my point to him was defunding is too easy. Mm-hmm. That's the way we're going to destroy America. Mm-hmm. How about retrain? Mm-hmm. Okay, you don't have to defund them. How about mandatory training? Make certain required training because, you know, you have the police department in California. You have police department in Oklahoma. You have police department in Daleville, Alabama. Mm-hmm. You have police department in Chicago. What is one thing all of them have in common? <laughs> Protect and serve. Yes. So why we can't have, I'm not saying all training, but certain federal requirements mm-hmm. as mandated by the federal government that all police departments in America go through certain federal training like ethics, racist, racist tension, shoot the wound, not kill. Mm-hmm. You know, there's a lot of places you can stop a person instead of killing them. You know, there's a lot of things we can do and America to make America leave it better than what we found, so to mm-hmm. say. Okay. We can do a lot of things different. COVID. 
you're right. It is is why are we arguing over should we wear a mask? Should we not wear a mask? Why are you yelling at kids in school because they got a mask on? Mm. It is a choice. If their parents say, hey, you're going to wear a mask, okay. If you don't want to wear a mask, then your kid cannot come to public school. That's why it's called public school. That's right. You know, so I think we, we're, we're blowing a lot of this stuff out of proportion. There, there's a lot of things that we're, we're crying about that, that really there's no need for it. That's great that you're having these conversations, you know, with the students. Yes. And um, they're thinking on this level, you know. Right. And I have some kids that, oh, the Republican rule. And then I say, okay, there are some good Republicans. Not all Republicans are bad. Mm-hmm. There are some good Democrats. Not all Democrats are bad. But we're all on fail that is none of them want to work together to solve America's problems. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to solve any problem until the right talk to the left. To the left, talk to the right. You don't have to get everything that you want. You can meet in the middle. Mm-hmm. You can give a little, take a look. You know, but until we come together and, and work together and, and treat everyone with dignity and respect, mm-hmm. then we're in for a long fight. Yes, yes. We're in for a long fight. And I was hurt, shocked. Couldn't believe what I saw at the Capitol. Right. I just didn't. I, I honestly never thought that would happen in America. Mm-hmm. You know, and you know when when and it happened too easy. Yeah, you know, easy. And then all you're doing is giving our. You know, we we do have enemies out there. Yeah, you're giving our playbook. You you writing a playbook to our enemies. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. when we deploy in the military, people don't see. Me as a black man. Mm-hmm. People don't see you as a black woman. Right. All they see, you're an American. Mm. They don't care if you're, what your race is, your gender. They don't care about any of that stuff. All they know is you're an American and they want to do you harm. Mm. You know? And and we have a lot of enemies out there that that think that way. And if we don't, get refocused and what I call get reset our compass. Mm-hmm. If we don't get reset our, reset our compass, we're going to be in for a fight. There's going to come a day when we're going to be fighting in our own backyard. Oh, yeah. So oh, yeah. That, I mean, look at the Capitol. Mm-hmm. We're already in our own backyard fight. Right. And a lot of it is, is bad tension with politics. And people don't forget, it's okay to disagree. Right. We don't always have to agree. It's okay to agree to disagree. Mm-hmm. And we can part ways with a smile. We don't have that no more. And that's where we're going wrong. That's why I say, America, where do we go now? Very powerful. So now when you talk to your students, you're also preparing them for college. Yes. And I know there's great benefits of being in the JROTC to enter the military. Can you give us a few of those benefits for those that are listening? Well, JROTC, if you do three years in JROTC and receive the CTE certificate and you decide to go in active duty, then you can go in active duty as a PFC, a E3. And that means what? You're going making probably $300 more than what I made when I first came in as a private. 
Okay. okay. He coming in as a PFC versus coming in as a private. E3 versus coming in as an E1. Okay. In the state of Alabama, I try to educate our kids on what the National Guard offers. Okay. Alabama National Guard offers 100% of your education in college. Mm-hmm. Okay. That's hard to pass up. Right. Okay. The Army Reserve, they offer, I want to say like 85% of your college. They pay up to 85%. And, you know, like I say, if you want to go to college, nothing is better than the Alabama National Guard, you know, because they're going to pay 100% of your college. You know, like when I was going to college, that's one of the main reasons why I dropped out of college is because, you know, well, two reasons. One was I wasn't doing the right thing when I was there, okay? And two, I was wasting my mama money. My mother couldn't afford for me to stay in college, you know, because it started out this much, but everybody know every semester, college going up, right? And this was back in 1990 when I was in college. I ate the, matter of fact, I just paid for my son to go to college in Alabama. Every semester, it went up, mm-hmm. okay? And it was way more than what I was, my mother was paying back in the day. Right. But, and that's something I instilled in my son. I wouldn't let my son come home or take a summer off, you know, because if you take a summer off, you may get too relaxed, you know, and may not want to come back. No, finish the fight. You know, you there, finish it. But college is an opportunity. There's a lot of JRTC scholarships that's given out every year. Matter of fact, there's a lot of JRTC scholarships that's not even accepted because enough students don't apply for them. Mm. You know, like I tell my kids, hey, apply for the scholarship. Let them say no. Don't right. you say no. Because right. if you say no, you're handicapping yourself. Mm-hmm. Okay, you already done gave up. You already done lost the fight. You know, I tell my apply to as many colleges as you can. You know, it's because we have what we call this one week where applying for school is free, right? Applying for college is free. I tell my kid, you should come to school that Monday with 50 colleges. Mm. Okay. As many as you can, because in my class, I tell my seniors, y'all, this week, y'all just applying for school. Just apply, apply, apply. Because it's free and you never know, you may get one. That's right. You know, we had a young lady last year, one senior. She applied, she got 87000 to Tuskegee University mm. for her education. Wow. Okay. 87000 mm-hmm. Okay. So I was telling her dad, I said, oh, she's good for about four years. <laughs> I was going to say, that's a lot of time. Yes. I said, all you got to do now is decide what car you want to give her. (laughs) Wow. Get those grades first. (laughs) But there are a lot of opportunities out there that kids just, today, they just don't want to apply because they don't want to take the time to sit down and read and fill the application out. Okay. Then I have my one that, I mean, I don't want to do it. I just want to go in the Army. Okay, that's fine too. Okay, anything beat just sitting on the couch eating sandwich, looking at your parents. Right. Okay. So if you that one that want to go in the military, I tell them all day, go to this website, asvalpracticetest.com. 
That website will go over the military aptitude test. It'll give you the question. After you answer it, it'll tell you if you got it wrong. It'll tell you what you did wrong and the correct way to do it. Mm. All you got to do is just sit and you can do it on your cell phone. Mm -hmm. I tell these kids, every last one of y'all got a cell phone. You got a computer in your pocket. Right. Because everybody has, all my kids got a cell phone. Okay. That I do know. Right. <laughs> well, this is this is good information. So how do they reach you? Because I'm thinking my listeners might want to reach out to you by email, get some resources. Hey, my email is kpetty, K-P-E-T-T-Y 678 at gmail.com. That's my personal email. Feel free to reach out, touch me. If I got any veterans out there that's thinking about doing JRTC, hey, reach out, connect with me, and I'll be more than happy to share more information about being a JRTC instructor with you. If I have anybody who want to reach out and just talk about, hey, my son, what can my son do to help with the ACT test or the military ASVAL test, reach out to me. There's a lot of resources out there that we can provide, share with one another. And that's the main thing. Knowledge shared is knowledge gained. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's right. That's it. <laughs> that's it. Knowledge gained. Absolutely. There's, there's a lot. And, and, and that's the thing we got to do. We got to start talking. We, we got to get back to communicating with one another, talking, sharing. Hey, what do you do? What worked for you? Hey, this worked for me. This is how I did it. It might work for you. Then again, it might not. But then you may come up with a better way of doing it. That's why I'm honored to have you. You know what I'm saying? That's why we're honored to have you. You're here sharing this information, paying it forward. Teresa told you I like to talk. <laughs> yeah. And it's all good because you got a lot of information. <laughs> and I want to make you available to our listeners. So, you know, I just appreciate you for being with us. I am glad. I'm glad. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be here this evening. I really had an awesome time chit-chatting with you. Oh, me too. <laughs> and I also had a good time chit-chatting with all the listeners out there. That's again, right. Again, hey, like I said, I served 28 years in the military. I loved every day of it. If I had to do it all over again, honestly, I wouldn't change a thing. Mm, I'd do it, it all again, probably the same way. Make the same mistakes again because in those mistakes I made, I learned a lot, a lot. Life so lesson. We got to get an education. Our kids are our future. They're our future. And if you don't believe in the future, you know, we're we going to be in trouble. We we all got to get, get in there and get in the fight. Get in the fight. So on yeah, that note, we're going to wrap it up. <laughs> Thank you, Commander Sergeant Major Kenneth. How about that? I got Thank it right. you. Yes. <laughs> there you go, Miss Snell. There's Yolanda Snell. Yes. Oh, that's easy. That's Yolanda Adams. Okay. <laughs> Look, we might be cousins too. Who knows? <laughs> <laughs> but it's been a pleasure. Thank you so much. But thank you. Have you have a good evening and I'll be in touch with you soon. All right. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Bye. Thank you for joining us. Wow, if you ever wanted to know how to pay it forward, I hope you were inspired by Commander Sergeant Major Petty's heartfelt advice. For more information about other episodes, remember to subscribe to the Back to Me Project, College and Beyond. I'm your host, Yoli Tamu. Leave a review at the end of this podcast. And if you would like to learn more about our upcoming virtual events, visit our website at thebacktomeproject.com. Until next time. 
Be well.